Hello! My name is Tasman Cooey, and I'm the Game Master for Tangent Tabletop, an actual play D&D podcast. In this show, we're telling a story that puts our characters in a constant moral dilemma where they have to ask themselves the question, am I doing what's right? The world of Iglos is very divided, with many sides to a seemingly impending war where the fate of the world is at risk. We tell this story through roleplay, music, and sound effects that will drag you into the world and make you ask yourselves the same question every step of the way. Please join me in the world of Iglos by listening to Tangent Tabletop on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you get your podcasts. This is an Asphalt Studios production. Let's take a drive down. Let's take a drive down Tangent Avenue. Uh, spoiler warning. Right off the bat. Loki what? dies in Endgame. Loki dies in Endgame. Yeah. But you know who doesn't yeah. die in Endgame? Captain America. He hey, I'm Bryson, and this is Tangent <laughs> Avenue. In this show, we bring a new topic every week, spanning the incredibly broad to the incredibly niche, and we tell each other all about it. Taz, what are we telling each other all about today? Today, we're going to uh, put some topics aside as far as historical and real and real things that happen and talk about Loki, because why oh, not? Oh, yay! We're talking about more Marvel stuff. Hell Woo-hoo. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna fucking come. Do it, pussy. Bet. Just did. You, you don't make a noise when you... No. Nah. Do you? Are you a little bitch? You know I do. No. <laughs> I don't. Oh. Yeah. I never let you finish. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, cool. Uh, uh yeah. hey Taz, I have a question for you, just because I want to get right into this. What's up? Why is it that seemingly the more successful and pop-culturally relevant Marvel becomes, the shittier their special effects get? <laughs> I feel like that should work, like, in the reverse, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. it should be getting uh, better... But, like, we went from Iron Man, which looks stunning, right? Mm-hmm. Like, every effect in that movie could as well, may as well be practical. To, like, Infinity War with the Iron Man suit that looks fucking horrific. Yeah, look at the sand in the beginning of Loki, man. I don't know if you paid yeah. attention to the way the sand looks, but yeah. it's gross. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, even the background, like... Mm-hmm. It looked like a green screen. Even though I'm pretty sure they used the same technology they used for the Mandalorian, it still looked like a green screen to me. <laughs> like, I don't know why... Yeah. And, like, let's get into the other thing. The Time City that, like, dropped... My eyes were hurting when they were panning <laughs> over that. Yeah, uh, it's... It looks it like if Zack me... Snyder designed a city, <laughs> that would be the city. Yeah. So the the way we're gonna structure this episode a little bit, we got we kind of got right into the series. Uh, we're gonna talk a little bit how we feel about um, Loki's character arc uh, from the beginning of the MCU to where we started before, like wh- at the start of episode one, because he goes through character development in the first episode in a matter of six minutes. That took like 
several years yeah, <laughs> in so, the MCU. Yeah, so, so I assume before you, because uh, Taz watches this stuff before me most of the time, because most of the time I can't be fucking bothered. But um, <laughs> uh, So when you messaged me pitching this topic and we're like, here's the structure I want to go through, I was like, cool, cool, cool. And then you were like, uh, so we'll do his arc moving forward. And then we'll talk about the episode. And I was like, wait, now I've seen the episode. I'm like, the episode is his own. <laughs> what are you exactly. talking about? <laughs> yeah, that, that's the whole point. Yeah. Uh, because he went through so much shit in those movies. And then, the you know, we get 2011, 2012 Loki at, mm. in the show. And he goes through that character development. Well, it's really interesting, isn't it? Because uh, there is a fundamental change to the arc before and the current one mm-hmm. like loki uh so we'll talk about the his initial arc so from the original thor movie he learns of his heritage becomes mm-hmm. evil uh sends a big robot from asgard to kill thor uh Great thor <laughs> i think thor beats the robot probably i don't know um <laughs> yes he does <laughs> then he attacks the avengers well he attacks mm-hmm. the new york I planet think. yeah mostly yeah. new york does that fails like mm-hmm. a champion hell yeah God then thing. yeah then thor the dark world happens mm-hmm Uh, so yeah yeah the dark world he um you know was imprisoned in asgard uh and sent the dark elves up a corridor thinking that's where thor was which it doesn't really explain well in the movie that that was his intention Mm -hmm. uh they explain that more in the series which is interesting but uh he gets his mom killed uh, and he Same fucking, though. yeah, yeah, he goes through hell <laughs> throughout that movie after that, because he looks like shit the entire episode and, afterwards. And, uh, he fakes his own death at the end, correct? Yep, correct. Yeah, like a legend. Fakes I would love to fake death. my own death one day. Yeah. That would be a lot of fun for me. Mm-hmm. Fakes his own death and then, uh, takes I want to fake my own death explicitly so i can show up to my funeral in a black trench coat and uh fedora and smoke a cigar far away (laughs) (laughs) hell yeah love that trope yeah but yeah the the thing that he you know he fakes his own death and then becomes king of asgard by taking odin's place i want to know how the fuck he did that first off like, it does not show you, it does not explain, it, it just tells you that he sent Odin to a nursing home in yeah. New York. <laughs> but, how? That might have been one of my problems <laughs> <laughs> with Ragnarok, honestly, because we were just supposed to accept that Loki did all that, even though yeah. he's literally never succeeded in anything, anything. that he's tried yeah. to do. <laughs> like... Yeah, what a weird... Yeah, so he just did that, I guess. Have you just never thought about that? Yeah, I never really considered it. But, yeah, that's super weird. Yeah. Um, and then him and Thor... Become... Thor no- notices, like, right away. Yeah. Then, uh... So how the fuck did nobody else? Yeah, then the all-dad dies. The all-daddy? Yeah, the all-papa. The all 
dies, uh, gets fucking murked by time, I guess. I don't know exactly why he was being dead. If... <laughs> Uh, I think the idea behind it was his powers were just, like, you know, he was getting older, his powers were getting weaker, and he was holding back Hela from, like, his life was holding back Hela from escaping hell. I don't, I don't know. I think that's Which is weird, because, like, she does not strike me as very powerful. (laughs) I mean, she does smash Mjolnir in, like, her hand. (laughs) But, like, also... Defeats all of Asgard. I guess, but, like, she dies pretty, you know, there's not a lot of... I haven't seen Thor Ragnarok in a while, but there's the not, The planet like, explodes. <laughs> I'm aware, but, like, Thor beats her before that happens. Correct? Um, no. When so he the goes, way... like, when he goes zappy? Zappy No, zoom when zoom. he goes zappy, he just, um... She was on the verge of killing him. He went zappy, just electrocuted her back. Gotcha. Um, and then he escaped and went and fought with everybody else to save I see, everybody I and see. get them off of Asgard. Gotcha. Uh, I think she's then... just a forgettable character in general. That's yeah, why I said that. Yeah. <laughs> like but all no. four villains. <laughs> yeah. 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 Man. Thor Love and Thunder, I think, is going to make for a great Thor villain, though. Because I believe yeah. that they're doing Gore the God Butcher. And Gore the God Butcher fucking rules i don't know what villain they're doing but i know they're making jane the new thor and adapting like the jane cancer storyline which is why she ends up getting mjolnir and getting that power which i'm confused about because mjolnir is destroyed in that time i don't know yeah. <laughs> nothing makes sense yet hopefully they explain True. it but i mean uh if they're doing gore the god butcher it's one of my favorite thor stories mm-hmm and uh, it also makes sense that they're doing because I think they're gonna do Thor the God Butcher at the be- well, not Thor Gore the God Butcher at the beginning of the movie mm-hmm. because he's one of the main reasons that Thor loses his hammer. Hmm. So it would make sense that they're doing that, and then Jane finds it with cancer. Okay. Yeah. Jane finds it with cancer. Hell yeah. Yeah, love to see that. She also finds it on the moon, which is weird. Yeah. 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 Pretty sick, though. Love a bit of that. <laughs> but yeah, and so, you know, Loki kind of, you know, teams up with his brother uh, and then saves him in the very beginning of Infinity War and dies, which is good. Tries Gets to save him, I guess. fucking wrecked. And very quickly. Yeah. <laughs> it's so, honestly, like, one of the most brutal deaths in the MCU still. It was, yeah. Um, like it was very shocking to see within the first like five minutes of the movie and it meant nothing exactly because it's a marvel movie you gotta love that kind of marvel comics in general i know come back but i guess the comic books in general because people always come back true but at the same time um marvel is particularly toothless (laughs) but yeah yeah that's his arc that's his arc in the MCU. So he basically goes from villain to anti-hero, not really. I don't think of. anti-hero is accurate. I think anti-hero gets thrown around a lot. Uh, mm-hmm. And a lot, I don't think a lot of people understand the definition of it. Uh, but more just begrudging villain, you know, like a, yeah. begr- a begrudging villain helping faking his own death and then becomes a hero 
I would say yeah. he jumps straight from villain to hero because he's not he's not much of an anti-hero even when he helps Thor. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, guess that's true. Yeah. So, but <clears throat> the way that change changes is David Spade uh, shows Loki a uh, PowerPoint presentation of his life. Mm-hmm. Um, and... I just full stop there. <laughs> so That's it. When Loki, That's all when Loki picks up the Tesseract in uh, Avengers Endgame, uh, he is sent back from 2012 The Avengers to Mongolia, uh, mm-hmm. where he is picked up by time cops. And they're very much time yeah. cops. And here's yes. how I know. Because the, the first time we meet David Spade's character, Mobius... What? You mean Owen Wilson? Is that Owen? That's oh. Owen Wilson, dude. <laughs> I mix them up a lot. <laughs> I was I think wondering why you said David exact... Spade the first time. Well, they look exactly the same, don't they? I don't know who David Spade is off the top of my head. David Spade is a is not an actor. He is the Barney Stinson of Rules of Engagement, I believe. I don't. I, don't, I haven't seen Rules of Engagement. Yeah, it's uh, he is a. Yeah, he, he's a kind of weird type. He also has his own show on Comedy Central that isn't very good. David Spade's okay. not very funny. Anyway, okay. Owen Wilson's character <laughs> uh, is in like a, a, a nondescript church of some time period. <laughs> yeah. And uh, the moment a small child walks in, the time cop next to him is so ready to kick the shit out of this child. <laughs> and that's how I know... That these are real cops. <laughs> he didn't fucking wait for a second <laughs> to be so ready to beat the shit out of this child. Honestly, if it had been a dog that walked in, I don't even think he would have waited. I think he would have just pulled out a gun and shot it. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh my god. Yeah. But anyway. Uh, yeah. So yeah, um... They're in Mongolia, time cops pick him up. This is one of the main things I liked about the series was there was a lot of clever jokes mm-hmm. about the way they processed him. So they kind of threw him in a pod, stripped him naked, dropped him to a... It was like an office, right? Yeah, where yeah. they did uh, sign please to... To confirm that this is every word you've ever spoken. And then he's what? like, this is ridiculous. And he has to print out another one. Yeah. On. <laughs> what are you doing? Print out another I laughed really hard at that joke. I did too. I My ruled. favorite one, though, was him uh, contemplating if he was a robot or not. Uh, that was pretty good, too. Yeah. Uh, so the next yeah. room is uh, he, he goes into, uh, he has to walk through uh, this thing that would obliterate a robot i guess yeah um and the guy asks he's like please confirm that you uh to your knowledge you are not a robot and that you have what most people would consider a soul and he he stopped he's just like what if i'm a robot <laughs> what, yeah. and he's like gets genuinely scared to go through this i he's would like, do most people Marvel... not know if they're a robot <laughs> I would take back every fucking word I've ever said about Marvel negatively if when he walked through that he died immediately and they ended the series. <laughs> I would have laughed so hard. That would kick so much ass, honestly. Uh, but no, he doesn't evaporate. Yeah. Then Not he, a robot confirmed. 
yeah, then he goes through to a kind of like a TSA line, essentially. He has to pick a number. I was going to say DMV, but yeah. Yeah. Yeah, T- TSA is not accurate at all. DMV is accurate. <laughs> yeah. I've never been through the TSA, so I couldn't confirm yeah. or deny if you were right I, I was almost a TSA agent. Did you know that? I did not know that. Yeah, I applied, uh, did all my stuff, background check. Filled out fucking 200 pages of paperwork. And, and then didn't get it? Got, got fingerprinted, and then something happened. I can't actually remember. All right. <laughs> I don't know if I didn't... I don't know if I decided not to do it eventually, or if something better came along, or... Like, I don't... I have no idea. But, uh, yeah, that's just a fun anecdote about me specifically. Anyway. <laughs> something to note, too... Um, one of the weirder things that happened in the first half of the show was, like, there was two other people there in the Time Variant Authority that were variants. Um, so there was, like, a Goldman Sachs dude who was just, like, there to be a douche, I guess, and mm-hmm. make fun of Goldman and Sachs, a, which is, like, good pull, well. Disney. <laughs> <laughs> well, there was a scroll? Yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. Was there another one? I didn't see a scroll. Uh, the scroll was the one at the desk when they first go into the, uh, where he takes and confiscates the Tesseract. Huh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't notice that. Um, okay. But anyway, so then when they get to this like uh, DMV line, there's another dude there. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, like, he had a lot of speaking lines for a character that I can only assume will never see the light of day again. Like, <laughs> I yeah, almost I thought that he was going to be, like, a comedy. to be, like, an Easter egg or something. I don't think so. I thought it was just, like, a comedy, uh, like, comedy relief character that they were going inter- to introduce just because they were so... Like he's he, he, a lot of He lines. talks for so long. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, effectively, because don't they kill him or something? Yeah, they, they kill him. Yeah, they straight him. up yeah. murder him. Because he didn't uh, grab a number. <laughs> yeah, because he didn't grab a fucking number, so they murdered him, I guess. Just fucking murder. Again, time cops, you know? <laughs> but yeah, in that, uh, in that DMV, there's a little animation that shows up after Loki says, I don't belong here, and then the animation starts out with, you're probably saying, I don't belong here right now. <laughs> and um, and then it goes on to very badly explain the multiverse and the timeline. Yeah, this is interesting, because um, I didn't look up any Easter egg videos. That might have been helpful for this episode, but... I didn't either, <laughs> so... I'm not aware of... I'm not as aware of Marvel as I am of DC, but mm-hmm. there's one event that I know of that is like a Convergence-esque event. Well, no, it was it was called the Convergence, and basically the Illuminati, which exists in the Marvel Universe and is which run is by great. Tony Stark, Charles the Xavier, Black Panther, Reed Richards, uh, Namor, and... For a while, Captain America. Doctor... Yeah, wasn't Doctor Doom in it too? Doctor though? Strange was, not Doctor. I thought Doctor Doom was in it no. too. They don't. No, he's in Doom. his own secret society. No, and Doctor Doom becomes a pillar of the series at the of the series at the end, but he is never yeah. part of the Illuminati. Okay. Anyway, the convergence was basically Illuminati confirmed. <laughs> yeah, Illuminati confirmed. 
the convergence was basically this idea, and I'm gonna butcher it. I didn't actually read it, um, but I know a lot. I know about it. Uh, basically, universes were getting too close, and they were gonna run into each other and destroy both of them. So mm-hmm. on Earth six one six, which is the Earth of the Marvel comic universe Comics, as we know yeah. it, the uh, Illuminati there is like, hey. Let's just destroy it so that way it doesn't barge into our universe and we're good. (laughs) (laughs) Captain America, being Captain America, not super happy about this. He was not a fan. So they wiped his memory of ever knowing the Illuminati existed and then replaced him with Namor. And then they just kept doing that. <laughs> they just kept destroying worlds, essentially. Hell yeah. <laughs> the heroes, ladies and gentlemen. Hell yeah. Um, so, eventually... Yeah, there's... Yeah, so oh, that's kind of what... Convergence? I, y- yeah, yeah, okay, that's okay. kind of what I thought they were doing with that, which was the Convergence event where all of them came together and the time dudes i think they were called (laughs) (laughs) time gods yeah sure (laughs) lizard boys (laughs) yeah uh i thought that that's what they were referencing but i don't actually think that's true i don't think so either yeah so so everything i said was nonsense (laughs) don't Mm -hmm. worry about it so one thing that they just don't explain it very well so uh this is something i did kind of look up in Marvel Comics, if you bring an Infinity Stone into a different timeline, it stops working. Yeah. Uh, because there can only be one in each timeline, each universe, stuff like that. Yeah, uh, that's why you... Darkseid will always be Thanos. Because <laughs> if you're like, oh, he has the Infinity Gauntlet, then you're like, well, it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, no, you're giving him the home field. Yeah, Marvel comic universe. Yeah, like you're giving him the home field advantage for no reason. Then, like, (laughs) but yeah, and then uh, magic powers also don't work in outside um, universes. At least that's something in the comics. They might stray away from that just to keep Loki somewhat Mm -hmm. powerful. We'll see. But you know, it it kind of explains that. It doesn't really explain it. It shows the Infinity Gauntlets, uh, the Infinity Stones later in the show. And we'll talk about that a little bit more because I have issues with it. Why? <laughs> uh, I'll get to that. Okay. I actually really liked that moment. I liked it to an extent. But they don't explain that fact. The way that they don't treat it as if it, they're depowered. They say nothing about that. Well, the point of that wasn't to give you a fact about the Marvel comic book universe or a fact about the Marvel cinematic universe. The point of that scene was to, sh- was to show Loki. Loki. Yeah, to, yeah. Well, not even to shock Loki, but to show Loki unequivocally. This is the true power of the universe. The fact mm-hmm. that they treat uh, infinity, infinity stones yeah. as paperweights. Paper <laughs> <You know? laughs> like, and like it kicks ass because um, so where we learn about the Infinity Stones uh, only working within their own universes, uh, and here's my theory, and it's gonna sound like some fucking Wanda Vision theory uh, stuff okay. because Mephisto. <laughs> Are you gonna say Mephisto? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Is no, it Mephisto, it's Bryson? Not Mephisto, but it might lead a little bit to the Fantastic Four, because when we learn about 
the Infinity Stones not only working in their own universe, it's through Reed Richards when he meets a multiversal organization of all Reed Richards from all timelines. <laughs> and it's I called the Council that. of Reeds. <laughs> and it's fucking crazy. The Council of Ricks? <laughs> the, yeah, it's basically the Council of Ricks. Uh, it's not as funny as the Council of Ricks, but like some of those Reed Richards have the Infinity Gauntlet. Mm-hmm. And that's why they were able to make this. So, like, they yeah. are like the Illuminati's Illuminati <laughs> to some extent because they're controlling multiversal events. Dude, I really hope when we bring the Fantastic Four into the MCU that we keep Richard's uh, complexity because he's towing the line between villain and hero. Oh yeah, like I mean, it's the same the thing time. that I, it's the same thing I want for when they bring Charles Xavier in. Which mm-hmm. is, I want him to be the biggest piece of shit that you could consider a hero to be. Because <laughs> like, Charles Xavier is fucked up. <laughs> that guy fakes his, more de- his own death to his own students more than I would say anybody in comics actually dies. <laughs> it's so crazy. Um, but like Reed Richards specifically, so that's how we learn about those. So what I saw that, that, that guy's desk drawer was just full of infinite, like, of course it would be because they're just yeah. colored rocks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's fair. So yeah. Uh, Loki then goes into court following this, uh, DMV experience and learning how the loosely, how the timeline and multiverses work. Yeah. Uh, uh, here's the thing that I kind of misunderstood about that. So when they were showing okay. the time dudes, I thought that Marvel had retexturized the living tribunal to some extent. But then I, I talked to my friend Connor, who knows way more about Marvel comics than both you and me, yeah. <laughs> uh, and found out that, no, they're lizard boys. Uh, yeah, they're, so they're the living tri- The living tribunal should still exist. And that's nuts. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um... But yeah, yeah, I'll talk about the Living Tribunals a bit. So the so Living Tribunal is three godlike beings that control the fabric of reality itself. Like, it has power. I think the Living Tribunal is literally just under the one, before, one above all, which is God. Like, literal mm-hmm. big G god not as guardian or any of the other ones so it is like the will of the one above all um so it was when i saw it my mind was like what that's weird because the living tribunal is kind of one being with three faces but then i saw like three dudes controlling all of time yep yeah it's super timekeepers that's their name timekeepers yeah yeah i i've already i already saw that and i should have said something but i did I didn't. My bad. Who gives a fuck, man? Honestly, but yeah. So uh, I think Marvel's gonna dip a lot more into like cosmic shit like that, and uh, they better bring the you know Fantastic Four in eventually to do it. Mm-hmm. So I'll, I'll give a little bit of comics lore on the Timekeepers real quick. Yeah. Uh, so in Marvel comics lore, the Timekeepers as characters first appeared in an issue of Thor way back in 1979. Uh, the origin of the three beings is tied to the origin of the TVA, as in the show and in the comics. And the Timekeepers were actually created by a character named He Who Remains, the very last director of the Time Variance Authority from the last reality. 
He who remains created and put the timekeepers in place just as the universe was about to end in an attempt to course correct the time flow of the universe. But the timekeepers have not necessarily been viewed as the good guys through their time in the comics. In fact, their first interaction with the main Marvel timeline found them trying to break up the Avengers before Earth's mightiest heroes could threaten their authority. And in the comics, they, used, uh, they often used a pawn who goes by the name Immortus to do their bidding. Although Immortus sometimes listens and sometimes betray the Timekeepers, uh, Immortus has been both friend and foe to the Avengers. The Timekeepers are also uh, linked to another group of beings known as the Time Twisters, kind of a bizarre version of Timekeepers who spiraled back in time, causing destruction each time they interact with Earth. So Immortus so that's, that's is a little like... bit about them. So Immortus might show up then. Yeah. Yeah. I think we'll get uh, Khan? Kang? Khan? Kong. Uh, we will not see. I don't think we're going to see Kang. Kane. Yeah. Uh, well, he's supposed to come into. Ant-Man, well, he. Yeah. So I, I don't I think, think we'll we see him get, here, though. Yeah. If there's been a lot of theories that we will, I have seen that. Um, I don't think we'll get a full debut if he shows up in this. I think we'll just get hints towards him. Yeah, potentially. Most. Unrelated. Welcome to Tension Avenue. Um, uh, <laughs> Kang the Conqueror being in Ant Man three or whatever i don't give a quantum mania uh, yeah insane that we sucks hate it so hard i hate Kane that is so much man pretty, kane's pretty interesting he is almost a bigger threat than thanos <laughs> and, putting him in an ant-man movie is terrible yeah like <laughs> i i have not seen ant-man at the wasp because i just don't care about Ant Man. <laughs> yeah it's a that movie fucking sucks but like Kang the Conqueror is also a really notable Fantastic Four villain. So, like, what the fuck are you doing relegating him to Ant-Man? Well, uh, if rumors are true, we're supposed to also get the Fantastic Four's debut in Quantumania. Really? Okay, well... Yeah, so that that's might also, make that sense, but I also sucks. hate that. <laughs> yeah, that sucks, too. Then I have to watch Quantumania, and I don't want to. <laughs> yeah, well, you also probably have to watch... Um, Ant-Man and the Wasp, unfortunately. Yeah, just be caught up for... Fuck me. Yeah. God damn it, Marvel. I gotta watch movies I don't care about. (laughs) Classics, honestly. (laughs) But yeah, so he goes into um, this courtroom to be, you know, sentenced uh, to death. (laughs) Because I don't see any other alternative. (laughs) Uh, Because they don't really give you one. And, you know, he tries to use his magic, doesn't work. Uh, and then Mobius, 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 or Owen Wilson, 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 came in and... Uh, or decided, David Spade. Or David Spade uh, came in and stopped him from being sentenced to death so he could try to use Loki uh, to fight, I guess, Loki, who is also the main villain of the show, it seems. Which, good. Potentially. I hope not, but that's... Well, it it could be interesting, but also I think that's going to be like a red herring a little bit, so I hope so. I really hope so. (laughs) Why are you so attached to that, I wonder? Attached to what? The idea that Loki, like, why do you want it to not be Loki? Because it just, like, it makes sense to bring in Loki to uh, stop himself to an extent, you know? Yeah. But at the same time, it's always kind of cringy. When they, when a show brings in the same actor to play a different oh, version, oh, like of a themselves. body double effect, yeah, or because like Lucifer, I don't know if you've seen Lucifer, is currently doing uh, Lucifer versus Michael, 
but they're twins, so it's the same actor playing both. And I, I've just never been a big fan of those stories, you know? So if, yeah, they, that's fair. if it is a different version of Loki, I'm hoping it's an actual different version of Loki, like maybe Lady Loki or something like that, you know? Yeah. And not just Tom Hiddleston playing two characters. Yeah, I'm, I, I vibe with that, yeah. Um, especially with how shitty Marvel effects are for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> the most successful film franchise that has garnered the basically control of pop culture for the foreseeable future <laughs> and i've seen like fan films look better than some of the shit that they've been putting out yeah 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 uh and then yeah so they he takes him into a room and starts uh you know interrogating him as cops do yeah it's a it's a super <laughs> cool scene owen wilson is really good in the part that he's in, which I'm happy. Yeah, about. I, I didn't have love high Owen Wilson as Mobius. Yeah, I did yeah. not think I'd like Owen Wilson in the MCU, but honestly, fucking love it so much. Yeah, it's really good, <laughs> and uh, their chemistry is really good too. Yeah, he is immediately my favorite character in Marvel. Mm-hmm. And like, I, tr- it's weird because like as he's talking, I'm like, yeah, I trust this guy. I'd tell him. Like, yeah. <laughs> 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 like he has that, like, interrogator vibe that you're like, oh, I want to tell him that, and he plays that really well. Yeah. And the questions that he asks are really interesting. Like, he literally... It's like the, a screenwriter's dream, especially if you're doing a character study like Loki seems to be, where you literally create a situation for yourself where you can, like, the opposite of show, don't tell, so fully tell mm-hmm. uh, what your character's motivation and thought process and interjustifications are mm-hmm. it's really cool the way they do it too because yes yeah. it is tell but, but they it doesn't do a feel lot of like showing it. too yeah, yeah. well it's a lot it's of really trickery good. like you know mm-hmm. all of writing is trickery so you yeah. uh, most of the time what you're trying to do is justify moments of exposition or telling mm-hmm. and i think they they did pretty well here so yeah Kudos to you, Marvel. Now, if you could only, you know, pay your special effects artists anything but nickels. <laughs> You're so mad about it. It's I love so, it. It is. They are the richest company in the world. <laughs> yeah, I'm mad. Uh, yeah. It's insane. Fair. Yeah. Like, I don't like if this was like, I don't give Marvel any fucking credit. That they don't, because they don't deserve it. (laughs) Like, why would I give them an inch, you know? Yeah, that's fair. Like, when people are like, give Marvel the benefit of the doubt, I'm like, no. It's fucking Disney. Mm -hmm. See, I I, I agree that it's shit, but it doesn't bother me as much as it bothers you. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, like, ultimately, I, I don't care that much, because it's just a marvel show and honestly unless you're gonna force me to do a loki wrap-up episode i don't know how much of it i'm actually gonna watch (laughs) Um, i might i just because i dropped falcon and the winter soldier after the second episode not because it was bad i thought it was really cool but i just got i just got less interested after the second episode that's fair it picks up for like episodes three and four i think five was pretty good well i don't i don't think I don't think it ever got too great. Like it didn't get worse. I just stopped wanting to watch it. Like it wasn't even that the show was bad. It was just like, 
and also yeah. the, the show got me a little like not like I wasn't pissed at the show or anything like that, but the moment that they were like, "Oh, these fucking idiots who don't want borders," I'm like, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> it actually, yeah. uh, it actually puts Sam like borderline on their side. Oh, really? Which is pretty cool. Yeah, he yeah. he agrees with what they're saying. He just doesn't agree with you know the terrorism. <laughs> Disagree, Sam Wilson. <laughs> Terrorism, pretty cool sometimes. <laughs> uh, hey, you know what else uh, we do terrorism for all the time? Capitalism, baby. Capitalism. Here's some ads. Hey, Dice Goblins. What? Where are the goblins? Everywhere. They're listening to us right now. They're in our ears. Don't take my wax. Please. It's so precious to me to have the wax. Okay, wax goblin, dice goblins, whatever you need. You guys can visit thetabletopgameshop.com and use the code TANGENT to get 10% off your purchase for all the tabletop RPG games that you need. Oh, I love dice. Give me some of that. Changing from wax goblin to dice goblin? I, I'm both. I, I, I'm a, I'm a goblin of many stripes. Okay. Any goblin of many stripes? You can, you can be a cup goblin, get some cool cups on that website. Again, that's code TANGENT, T-A-N-G-E-N-T, to get 10% off your purchase. <laughs> Sounds good. Wow. Loki, huh? <laughs> Lo- more like Loki. Lo-fi. Anyway, so they they do the PowerPoint presentation. Mm-hmm. And this is where... Uh, oh, uh, Loki, after the PowerPoint presentation, is helped up by uh, our boy Owen Wilson. Mm-hmm. And Loki pickpockets him. And I definitely saw that coming. <laughs> yeah, definitely. It's who Loki so- is. I want to talk about the question that he was asking Loki, too, okay. uh, which was, do you enjoy hurting people? And why do you want to be God King? Yeah. Um, like, what is the point of that? And Loki just super struggled with giving a straight answer because it's not like he actually wants to do either of those things. He just wants to be equal with Thor and he wants attention because he's, you know, the little brother. Well, that's not accurate. <laughs> Well, he, doesn't, he doesn't want to be equal to Thor. He wants to be better than Thor. Kind of. It, it tosses it up in the MCU. He wants to be. He wants standards. to be. No, that's what I'm talking about. He explicitly says he wants to be king of space. Yes. He wants to be better yeah. than Thor. Taz. <laughs> like. <laughs> yeah, I'm. Ta- I guess I'm talking. There more... is an underlying condition of uh, wanting to be equal to Thor. But that's mm-hmm. more the case as the series progresses. Yeah, not... I was talking more about um, before, like yeah, in you know, Ragnarok, 20s... yes, yes. But yeah. in tw- in in twenty twelve, Loki, the the Loki mm-hmm. that we know, that isn't the case. Yeah, he wanted to be better than Thor because he, you know, as you said, there's an underlying yeah. condition of growing up. He just wanted to be Thor's equal, but he was not for so long that he now wants to surpass Thor. And then he realized uh, that he wasn't actually an Asgardian; he's a snowboy. Yeah. So that's why he wants to defeat Thor. Mm -hmm. So I like the answer, the answer he gave, which was 
kind of it was eye-opening to how he sees himself because mm-hmm. he ostensibly calls himself weak and that the reason that he hurts people as flagrantly as he does is because it is it helps the illusion that he is powerful and that he is strong which mm-hmm. is like weirdly a very uh nuanced take about authoritarians <laughs> which yeah. Loki was trying to be uh so it makes sense yeah and he earlier in the episode he talks about illusions that way too yeah. uh and so that was kind of a callback to that conversation which was really cool to see now let's talk about the infinity stones yeah so and how you're wrong and not liking that scene so he ends up uh you know using the dial that Mobius 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 <laughs> uses to like control his space and uh his time I guess. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't really fully explain how it works cuz he adjusted it, it, it influences and then was in the hallway. His, it influences his own temporal field. I yeah, I guess. Um sure. And he uh finds finds the secretary <laughs> that he was introduced to in the beginning of the episode and he asks for the tesseract back um and he's or like, he's yeah, gonna yeah, gut sure. him like a fish and then or, the yeah, secretary fish? Mm-hmm. doesn't know what a fish is which is pretty <laughs> which is, sick it actually was pretty interesting to see like how these people interact you know like he's i don't know about interesting behind but it's funny. the desk the entire time yeah it's funny yeah so he had no idea what a fish was but uh He's then begins looking for the Tesseract in his desk, and he pulls out a drawer, and then, boom, Infinity Stones. Yeah. And it fucking shocks Loki into, like, understanding, like, the power of the TVA, which the reason I have an issue with it is because that's not necessarily a show of the power of the TVA, because the stones just don't work out of their timeline. But that hasn't been established in the Marvel Universe yet. I and guess. It, it, is, it is enough that they have procured so many Infinity Stones. Like, did you watch the Marvel movies where Thanos was yeah. wiping out worlds <laughs> to find Infinity Stones and you think that it's trivial that, <laughs> that they have desk loads of them, Taz, just because they don't work right now? You fucking idiot. <laughs> They just do nothing, you know. As soon as they're out still, of their timeline, that wasn't the point work. of the scene, you fucking idiot. Okay, I know it's not the point of the scene. That's just my issue with the way Thanos genocided it. entire planets for <laughs> one of them. Well, he did like it is impressive that they stuff, have. So. It is impressive that they have so many of them. Sure. That they can fill this dude's fucking junk drawer. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how you don't see that. <laughs> I don't know. And then, uh, you know, he gets the Tesseract. It doesn't work because, surprise, it's an Infinity Stone and it doesn't work outside of its timeline. Yeah. Um, and uh, he then goes back and watches the rest of his PowerPoint. And cries like a little bitch. He cries very hard, uh, yeah. seeing the death of his mother. Not really hard. He, yeah. 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 Um, he... He laughs. He, he goes into a psychotic laughing spree at the end, which I think is pretty good. Yeah. Love uh, he, that. He chuckles a little bit, seeing him and Thor bonding uh, in Ragnarok. He then gets shocked, angry, and then starts laughing maniacally at watching his own death. 
<laughs> it's kind of interesting. So this was the most interesting part for me because I thought it was kind of rad that like that he gets to the end and he sees that everything that he did and everything he went through and all of his planning and all of the everything he did uh, and would do ultimately led to his death at the hands mm-hmm. of Thanos. <laughs> and Who like, he tried to side with. Yeah, so he literally like confronts his own mortality in a way that few others will ever do. I don't think, and well, like, I guess in the MCU, but in real life, nobody would ever be able to confront yeah. their mortality well, like that. No shit, you fucking idiot. <laughs> you glitched out so much there. I said, no shit, you fucking idiot. All right. But he, he, so he watches it and then like the kind of maniacal laughter at the end for me was like watching a guy fully be able to acknowledge that nothing matters mm-hmm. and ultimately he was stripped of his agency mm-hmm. and it just like his purpose. Yeah. He is like, yeah, he's basically almost like, it's almost a baptism of, mm-hmm. I am a new person now because that guy is dead mm-hmm. and nothing's going like, to be the same. You know, at <laughs> so that I point think it's too, a really interesting scene. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, at that point too, you know, he understands that every single thing that he has done, like you said, just never matters. And then having that relief of like, I don't have to have those shields up anymore. I can actually be who I am and who I want to be. When mm-hmm. he, you know, actually tells Mobius um, his reasoning for what he does, which is yeah. the next scene. Yeah. Uh, and we kind of already talked about that. Um, yeah. But yeah. Uh, so one of the things, um, it wasn't really a complaint for me with the show, because obviously um, this is what this show is going to be a lot of the times. Mm-hmm. But I was hoping we would get like an actual time cop adventure. Yeah. Uh, I think we probably will. Well, I mean, no shit, but uh, (laughs) that's obvious what the show is going to do. Uh, Yeah. But it was very, it was uh, not really disappointing, but just kind of like, oh, okay, this is what this is. Uh, Yeah. Where like the entire first, the first episode was low key. Like, Like character development and like, well, that we've talked about, like, obviously it's not the same character development, Mm -hmm. but like. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's it's taking this 2012 version of Loki and trying to kind yeah. of speed run him into the Loki that the fans know and love. Yeah, uh, which is kind of it is interesting because if I were more of a cynic, um, I would say that this is them basically doing a last time on the MCU for member who for people who maybe didn't watch all of those movies, but still yeah. want to watch Loki. And this is just some stupid uh, way to reach a I, wider following. But I think not, it's a little that's bit of just, both. Yeah, that's if I were more cynical. I don't know if mm-hmm. that's actually the case. I think it's a little bit of both, because if you think about it, they wanted to make a show about a character that was dead, that we loved. But they he was not the same character. He was from earlier on so if they wanted to make that they had to figure out a way to get him at least similarly to a point that he was before he died as far as character development wise because yeah i don't know uh so my my kind of final thoughts on the first episode is that 
one of my favorite pilot. I think it might be my favorite pilot from the MCU show so far. Okay, yeah, from MCU shows for sure. Yeah. Actually, no. Uh, WandaVision's pilot was uh, my favorite. I really liked it, but I also... You know, the first two episodes, well, I guess mostly the first episode of uh, WandaVision, uh, almost feels like an entirely different show when you, like, ap- compared to everything afterwards. Sure. So, but I still think like it's it, a better pilot, because eh. it's more interesting, and it's something that the MCU uh, had never done before. I do uh, agree where, with that. Whereas the Loki stuff, like, we've kind of seen that stuff before. <laughs> I mean, it was all pretty much stuff that we... Well, I mean, like, the... Like, I'm not talking about stuff we've literally seen before, where (laughs) that is absolutely the case, but, like, it is a formula well-trodden in the MCU. I do like the fact that they're leaning more to a comedy for Loki than um, the other shows, though. I do like that. Yeah, sure. I'm always a little frustrated when Marvel focuses more on comedy, but that's just me. Well... Uh, but yeah, um, I don't know. I, like I said, favorite pilot from the MCU show so far. Because honestly, Falcon and the Winter Soldier's pilot, cool fight scene in it, I guess. But that was about it. <laughs> I watched the entire show, though, and I loved it. But not a very good pilot. I'm well, just as we that... all know, Taz has shit taste in everything. <laughs> Did you like the Falcon and Winter Soldier pilot? Yeah, it was alright. Okay. Alright. It's no WandaVision. It's certainly no any other show from any other uh, universe pilot, but, you know, <laughs> for Marvel, it's not terrible. <laughs> but, yeah, so the ending of the episode ended with um, a little teaser for what's to come, I guess. Yeah, well, it, it kind of uh, works to show the power of whatever they're fighting. Well, not really the power, because he just kind of lights oil on fire, um, but... But it, it teases uh, what is the villain and kind of what they're up against. Mm-hmm. I would whatever... argue, though, the fact that even if it was fire, like how quickly they dispatch the time cops when Loki was like immediately captured still shows some amount of power from whoever it is. I guess, but I think you're also misunderstanding the circumstances that they were walking into mm-hmm. where Loki stumbled into mongolia <laughs> yeah completely unaware of what where he was when he was or what he was doing and this and, person seemed to have it planned well yeah yeah so that happened and then the time cops kind of ambushed him in this scenario he there ambushed. was a planned ambush prepared for sudden attacks like all like everything just you could end an army with the same move that he pulled there yeah that's fair and not be that strong. So it's, I find it interesting that they kept the appearance of this person completely hidden from us, Mm -hmm. which does kind of lead me to think that it's potentially not Loki, Mm -hmm. but who knows? Maybe they just don't want to show this newly realized Loki and potentially maybe it's the Loki from, uh, the Marvel universe that we know the MCU, uh, Loki that died quote unquote to Thanos. Well, here, here's the reason why um, the theory is that it might be uh, Kane, is because the sword, when they date the sword, is from the year 3000 and whatever, and so... From the Kane. year 3000. 3, <laughs> <laughs> Not much has changed, Change, but, but we live underwater. underwater. Wow. 
how uh, wild was it that they thought that water was going to be th- survivable in the year 3000, huh? <laughs> the Jonas Brothers what were not up to date. Yeah, the Jonas Brothers were not up to date on climate climatology when they wrote that song. That's true. Which makes sense, because they wouldn't be. <laughs> so, what are your thoughts on that, though? On the Jonas Brothers song, The 3000? <laughs> Yeah, of course. I love that. that (laughs) (laughs) No, of the fact that the the sword correlates with uh, Kane's date from where he's from. Yeah, probably nothing. Why nothing? Yeah. They're they're time cops. It it makes sense that they'd have swords from the future. I don't... Like, because we know he's the villain of Mm Ant-Man, who gives a fuck subtitle, why the fuck would they... Yeah, why the fuck would they put him... It's uh, such a nonsense theory to me. Because Mm -hmm. why would they have him as the villain of Loki to presumably lose to Loki to then go to Ant-Man to presumably lose to Ant-Man in the Fantastic Four? Like, Kang the Conqueror is not to be trifled with. (laughs) And and they're just going to make him one of the biggest losers of the MCU? Like, it's it's (laughs) such a weird theory to me. Okay. It is on... It is on par with Mephisto (laughs) in WandaVision. Honestly, I could have seen Mephisto popping up at the end, though. Sure. Uh, of WandaVision, just because of the weird demonic shit they were doing. I could see, but, um, I could see Mephisto popping up in WandaVision and then immediately making his name Thomas Dick Cheese <laughs> to invalidate any fans who were excited for it. Uh, fair enough. Because that was what WandaVision did. <laughs> yeah. So one of the quotes from Kevin Feige on Loki is the fact that, you know, Previously, all of the uh, MCU shows have been kind of standalone stories of, like, character development, basically. Um, Like, you wouldn't have to watch Captain, uh, sorry, Falcon and the Winter Soldier to be able to see Captain America 4 because you know Sam is going to become Captain America based off of how Endgame ended. You also wouldn't necessarily have to watch Wanda, WandaVision, um, to know that Wanda's going to be popping up when magic is involved with Doctor Strange. Like, it just kind of makes sense. WandaVision's a little bit more important because, you know, White Vision and shit like that. But White Vision supposedly isn't even in Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. So, you know. Yeah. But Kevin Feige has said that Loki is going to have the biggest ramifications for the future of DMCU than any show so far. Which I find interesting. I don't think that I... lends anything to Kang the Conqueror, though, specifically. I think it is more accurate to say that he is talking about a shift in the focus of the Marvel Universe, which is to say they are going to be more focused on multiversal, multiversal cosmic events rather Mm -hmm. than, you know, what we've been used to now, which is vaguely planetary stuff. Yeah. Yeah, that's possible. My my idea kind of theory is like. WandaVision potentially set up the Multiverse of Madness, but it didn't directly tell you that any of what she did would. So I'm thinking maybe something happens in Loki that causes the multiverses to come out of whack, considering maybe. they're talking about multiverse and shit. Could so be. I don't, that I don't know be. how that show would end with the shattering of 
the timekeeper's order. But it could be interesting. Mm-hmm. I always find it more interesting when the heroes lose at the begin at the end of something. Yeah. That's why I really liked Infinity War until Endgame came out. <laughs> yeah, but even like Infinity War, they barely lost because you know. Yeah. They killed all of the new characters <laughs> and yeah. completely fucked over the idea that, like, just because of the way Marvel does stuff, it was never mm-hmm. going to last. Well, yeah. Yeah. Shocking to see for the first time, though. Yeah, true. Any final thoughts, man? Yeah, we'll see if I uh, keep up with the series. <laughs> so, I was thinking in the future we could do a Loki, like, on mythology episode. Yeah, that'd be interesting. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So keep an eye out for that. Potentially, if we do it. <laughs> if we do it. <laughs> hey, uh, for everybody who keeps saying Loki fucked a horse, he didn't fuck a horse, he got fucked by a horse. Yeah. And the episode that's true. on that. And the episode he... on that. We gotta do our credits, man. Oh, fuck. God damn it. Alright. <laughs> guess we have to thank people. Uh. Yeah. Alrighty. So, thank you guys so much for uh, listening this uh, time. I hope you like hearing me bitch about Marvel <laughs> all the time. <laughs> uh, if you'd like yeah. to see me bitch more about Marvel, you can follow me on Twitter at Toothpick, or you can find us on Twitter at the show at Tangent Avenue. Taz, where can they find you? You can find me at Zaphael, but probably don't. Instead, find the show on Facebook uh, at Asphalt Studios for news about uh, both Tangent Tabletop and this show. Uh, which, if you haven't checked out Tangent Tabletop yet, go fucking do it, because it's a hell of a good time. It's going to be a good time. We've uh, had a hit, We had a hiccup with uh, Tangent Tabletop, but we are going to be moving forward with uh, a new player. It's going to be a lot of fun. Hell, yeah. And uh, as always, we want to thank Julia Marie Artistry for our uh, artwork. You can find more of her work at Instagram.com slash Julia Marie Artistry. And uh, as always as well, we want to thank Homesick Entertainment for all of our music. You can find their work at YouTube.com slash C slash Homesick. And make sure you leave a five-star review and recommend the show to a friend, foe, family, Whatever, just recommend it to everybody. Recommend it in the sheets and in the streets. Recommend it to the first time cop you see super prepared to bludgeon a child. Definitely. Yeah. Or normal cop. You are equally as likely. (laughs) (laughs) Alrighty, cool. Alright, everybody. Thanks for listening. Remember, you got fucked by a horse. Exactly. Bye. This was an Asphalt Studios production.